Hey there, online family. Thanks so much for tuning into the Refuge Official Podcast today. We believe that the message you're about to hear is a powerful one. We believe that the Lord is ready and willing to do a great work. And we believe that through this message, you'll hear from Him today. So please enjoy. Today, I'm going to be addressing walking with purpose. Walking with purpose. Now realize that to live without purpose is really a great dilemma in our world today. To walk without purpose in life, I believe, is causing great devastation in human lives today. Everything created has a purpose. Do you believe that? Realize that you were created on purpose for a purpose. Actually, you were not born just to find your purpose. You were born with purpose, okay? No one knows a product like the manufacturer. God made you and realized that when he made you, he didn't make a mistake. He made you with an intention, with a purpose, with a calling. He made you with a specific purpose in mind. Psalms 57.2, you can write that down, Psalms 57.2, and this should be our heart cry today. I cry out to God most high, to God who fulfills his purpose for me. Let that be your heart cry today. Lord, fulfill your purpose for me, because he's the one that's going to do that. We need God's assistance to carry out what he's called us to do. We can't do it in our own strength, in our own ability. But let God fulfill his purpose for us. Another scripture regarding purpose is Isaiah 14, 24. It says, The Lord of hosts has sworn, As I have planned, so shall it be. And as I have purposed, so shall it stand. Yes, as God has purposed, let that stand. Let that be the solid rock, the bedrock of our lives. We're going to join our faith together in prayer this morning. And I want to prefix this message and even this prayer is, is, is with, with this statement. Purpose can be a difficult message if your life is in the midst of transition. Uh, maybe you've lost a loved one recently. Maybe you're going through a separation or, or just had a divorce in your marriage. Maybe you're going through a career change. Maybe something's happening in the midst of transition. So sometimes a message like this can be challenging because you're grasping to, to know and, and to get hold of, of the plan and the purpose that God has for you. So we're going to pray this morning. And, and, and let me just say, if you're going through a transition, seek the counsel of God's word and seek godly counsel in your life because there are those that can stand with you and walk with you to get through it. And uh, today we also want to lift up the 33 uh, students in Pulaski that were attending a bonfire and apparently somebody thinking they were funny took gasoline and diesel fuel, uh, fuel and threw it into the fire and it exploded. And 33 were injured in that incident. Five of them were airlifted in that incident. So we just want to pray for those families, those students that were affected by that tragedy. Heavenly Father, we're grateful to be able to approach the throne of grace to come before you, to receive your word. Holy Spirit, do a work in us. Change us, Father God, and allow us to discover your purpose. 
in a greater way, in a meaningful way, so that we can live out the purpose that you've intended for us. And Father, we just pray concerning these students that were injured in Pulaski. Lord God, that your healing power and presence would prevail in their lives. That you would minister to these families in light of this incident. Oh God, we ask for your mercy and grace. And Lord, we pray also for this body of believers today and this community that you would continue to reveal yourself, oh God, and draw men, women, and children to you so that your kingdom can be expanded right here in central Wisconsin, that your name can be glorified and upheld in central Wisconsin. In Jesus' name, we give you praise and glory. And everyone in agreement says amen. Have you ever wondered why you were created? Have you ever asked the question, what is my purpose in life? If not, I really want you to seriously ask that question. See, God wants you to live and walk with purpose. Your walk actually refers to your lifestyle, the way you live, the way you conduct yourself. We are to live with purpose. See, everything was created with an intended purpose. A tool has a purpose. My dad actually taught me uh, to use the right tool for the right job, and I, I didn't always pay attention to that. And that's why I have one of these screwdrivers. Um, I was using the screwdriver for what it was not intended to be used for. And it wasn't the first time I used a screwdriver, maybe as a hammer. In this particular incident, I used it as a punch. And um, in our driveway at home, uh, before winter, uh, I put all these little um, fiberglass rods up so the snowplow guy, when he comes in, he can know uh, where not to plow and where to plow. How many of you have seen these markers in Wisconsin? If you're not from Wisconsin, you're clueless to what I'm even talking about. <laughs> but these, it really helps keep people from tearing up your lawns, okay, at least for our situation. So I was out there last fall, and the ground was already frozen. And you can't just stick these rods in the ground when they're frozen. So I got a hammer, I took this screwdriver, and I put it on the ground, and I started pounding a hole into the frozen ground, and so I could put the little fiberglass rod in that hole. And as I was doing that, guess what? The hammer struck the end of the screwdriver, and it just shattered. And so realize that if you use something for what it was not intended to be used for, um, devastation is likely. Um, and that's the same with the purpose of your life. Abuse is inevitable if you are misusing your purpose. Um, and so realize that there's so much devastation because people don't know their purpose. And so they abuse their life, just like I abused the screwdriver. This was, it was not intended to be used as a punch to do what I was using it to do. It worked, but yet the result was it was destroyed, at least partially, right? I can still use that. Maybe somebody can use that for something. Anyway, you get the point, though? See, God wants you to live and walk with purpose. Everything was created for an intended purpose. Uh, if you don't know your purpose or the purpose of something, abuse is 
inevitable. If you don't know your purpose, you will spend your life doing things that you were never created to do. That could also result in destruction. Not knowing my purpose has also produced frustration in my life over the years. Now, as a pastor, my desire is not only to help people to come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, but it's also to equip followers of Christ to become leaders who can become agents of change in this world. And I believe that happens when, when you discover and know your purpose and begin to walk it out. And so part of my job this morning is to help you to come to know your purpose. What does it mean to walk with purpose? Well, I have a very short answer for that. It means you have to let go of your plan and embrace his. And sometimes people aren't willing to do that, to let go of their plan and embrace his. Proverbs 19.21 states, Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. It's the purpose of the Lord that will stand. You know, in, in my life, I can remember that as a young man graduating from high school, I had a dream to be an architect and design buildings and homes and all that stuff. But that maybe necessarily wasn't the purpose that God had for me. And as I began to seek God and look to Him, He revealed that there was a calling on my life, which caused me to forsake the dream I had of being a world-famous architect and pursue my ministry calling, going off to Bible college and graduating from there, beginning to seek God's direction for ministry. And lo and behold, I ended up back in my home area, and here I am, 38 years later, serving the purpose of God for my life. And my challenge to you today is, can you make a commitment and a determination to serve the purpose of God for your life? Because I believe if you do, you will find great fulfillment. And so I have three points for you today. What can we say about walking with purpose? And these are three important things that we need to understand. And I just started talking about the first one. Walking with purpose brings fulfillment in life. Walking with purpose brings fulfillment in life. Now, understanding your purpose is a key to fulfillment. You will never be fulfilled till you understand your purpose in life and begin to walk with it. Total commitment to your purpose results in, I believe, total fulfillment. There's so many people that are frustrated. They live in frustration and discontentment. And I believe part of it is because they don't know their purpose and they're not walking with their purpose. And see, for me... I was going in one direction with my life until God changed my course. And maybe there's going to be some course changes in your life today. As you begin to embrace the purpose of God, maybe you're going in one direction, but that's not in alignment with His purpose for your life. But we're going to pursue the purpose of God this morning. And I want to define purpose for you. Purpose defined is the original intent for the reason for the creation of something or someone. Okay, to determine some end or objective to be accomplished. It's the end or aim to which the view is directed in any plan, in any measure or exertion, intention, design. It means to set in place 
Purpose is what caused the maker, or we could say the manufacturer, to make something. Product comes after purpose. A product is produced to fulfill a purpose. God created you to fulfill a purpose. Merriam-Webster defines purpose as something set up as an object or an end to be attained. It's an intention, resolution, or determination. So it comprises all of those things when we begin to break down and look at this thing called purpose. And again, you will never be fulfilled till you understand your purpose in life. There are so many lives that are unfulfilled. So many people live their lives unfulfilled. And for the most part, the reason is they are living for themselves. And that's many times because of selfishness. God is ready and willing, I believe, to reveal his purpose for your life. Turn with me to 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9. And as we look at this, I believe we're going to see a, a very powerful truth that, that we can't ignore. In, in 2 Timothy 1, 9, the scripture in referring to Jesus, it said, who saved us and called us to a holy calling. And not because of our works, but notice, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began. So this scripture gives us a reference point concerning God's purpose, that God created us and ordained to carry out his own purpose concerning our lives. See, it's not just any purpose, it's God's purpose for your life which I believe, according to this passage, is already predetermined. See, you can't choose your purpose. You simply discover it and embrace it because it's already determined. And sometimes we think, well, I think I'll do this in life, this in life, this in life. We go through the multiple choice list. But God has a purpose specifically and uniquely designed for each and every one of his creation, every human being. Can you say amen to that? And um, God's purpose and plan was established long ago, before time began, before ages began, and was already set up before any of us ever even existed. It was predetermined. Isaiah 46.10 declares this, and, and this coincides with what I just shared. Declaring the end from the beginning... And from ancient times, things not yet done, saying, my counsel will stand, and I will accomplish all my purpose. So he determines the end from the beginning. He's already determined your purpose. You need to simply discover it. And many of you have, but maybe some of you haven't. And maybe some of you are kind of struggling with this topic or this issue. Ephesians, let me just say this. We have been predestined according to his purpose. And, and understand that predestination is simply a pre-designed plan that God has for you. A predetermined plan that he has for you. Now you can either accept it or reject it, but it's a plan that he's determined for your life. And he knows you best and he knows what's best for you. So his plan is always the best plan, okay? And so Ephesians chapter 111 addresses this in this way. It says, in him we have obtained an inheritance. An inheritance is something you, you are given because of heritage. 
of, because of relationship, okay? Having been predestined, notice, according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. So it's according to his purpose. He's working all things according to the counsel of his will. See, know that God has a pre-designed plan for your life. And as I said, you can either accept it or reject it. It includes salvation, but it includes so much more. See, we're not just saved so we can go to heaven. And when I talk about salvation, it's talking about a personal relationship and encounter with Jesus Christ where he becomes your Lord and Savior, where you acknowledge him, where you surrender your life to him, where you invite him into your heart and life and to purpose to live your life for him. And so God has more for you than just to be simply saved because he has a purpose that he wants you to fulfill and carry out. Purpose is always determined by the creator. Purpose is always determined by the manufacturer, by the maker or the inventor. Everything that is created or invented has a purpose. Even the mosquito. I wish God would not have created the mosquito, to be honest with you. Now, obviously the mosquitoes feed the birds, and there would be a lot of hungry birds if there weren't any mosquitoes, but I'm sure they could eat something else, right? Maybe God could make more worms or something. But anyway... You know, a mosquito, as annoying as they are, has a purpose by God's design. I want you to look at Acts 13.36, and there was a, a day I was reading uh, through this scripture, and God, be, he just stopped me, and I began to observe something about King David, because this addresses uh, King David in the Old Testament. He was a king of Israel. Acts 13.36 says, For David, after he served the purpose of God, in his own generation, fell asleep. That is in regards to physical death. And was laid with his fathers and saw corruption. In other words, his body went under decay, okay? Because he was dead. He was buried. But the thing that grabbed my heart in this passage is that David served the purpose of God for his generation. And as I was thinking about that, I thought, Lord, if David served the purpose of God for his generation, then we need the serpent serve the purpose of God for this generation. And, and I made a determination at that moment, Lord, I'm going to serve the purpose of God, your purpose for this generation, because I'm alive now, and I want to make an impact now. I want to make a difference now in this world. And I believe that, and that's my challenge and encouragement to you, to determine to serve the purpose of God for this generation, and for God to make that clear, to make it known and reveal it to you. And so you were created on purpose for a purpose. Let me say that again. You might want to write that down. You were created on purpose for a purpose. Again, I might sound redundant here, but I want you to get this. Purpose is determined by the creator. Many live their whole life without finding their purpose. Your purpose is not your decision, but it's your discovery. Understand that. It's not your decision. It's your discovery. There is a present assignment, I believe, that relates to God's purpose for your life. Uh, John F. Kennedy, a quote from him, he stated, efforts and courage are not enough without purpose and direction. You can have all the effort and have all the courage, but without purpose and direction, it's not enough. 
And then Howard Schultz, a quote from him, when you are surrounded by people who share a passionate commitment around a common purpose, anything is possible. Anything is possible. Ready for point number two? Point number two is believing activates God's purpose in our life. Believing activates God's purpose in our lives. See, you may at times have questioned the existence of your creator. Maybe you have. Or maybe have misunderstood him. Many times, I I think our logic often uh, will compete with our faith because we try to figure it out in our minds and we fall short of understanding. Uh, And asking the questions, why did he make you? What is his purpose for, for, my, for your life, for my life? What does he want you to do? What does he want you to know? What does he want you to be? These are all questions that we can ask ourselves and, and look at our lives concerning. Who am I? Uh, that's a question concerning our identity. Why am I here? Why was I, why was I born? That's a question of purpose. Those are all questions we often ask. Or people are asking in life. There are certain facts, I believe, that will always remain constant. The fact that he loves you, that will always remain constant. The fact that he planned for you, that will always remain constant. The fact that he's connected to you. He's not out of touch. He's within reach. The scripture says the Lord is at hand. His promise is that he'll never leave or forsake us. And then finally, the fact that he has a plan for you. Those are things that are always consistent. And, and God has a plan for you. And he has determined it from the foundations of this world. Understand that purpose and work are related. If God has a purpose for you, then he has a work for your life. He has something for you to do, an assignment. If you work, you should have a purpose in your work. If you have a purpose, you will work, okay? You won't remain idle. And, and Jesus talked about that in John chapter 6 in verses 28 and 29. The scripture reads, Then they said to him, What must we do to be doing the works of God? This was the question the Pharisees and the disciples were asking Jesus. In verse 29, Jesus states, This is the work of God that you should believe in him whom he has sent. See, believing in him is when a person begins to discover their purpose. When you put your faith and trust in Jesus, then God begins to reveal and make it known to you. Isaiah 55, 11, I'm giving a number of scriptures today because I want you to have a biblical foundation of what I'm talking about. But Isaiah 55, 11 declares, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose, and it shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. So God sent out his word. He's declared and determined a purpose for our lives. And it will, his word will not return void, but it will accomplish what he's intended for it to do. Our purpose, realize, is to represent Jesus for all that he is and all that he does. We don't replace him, we represent him. And see, that's part of understanding a general purpose for every believer. We're here to represent Jesus, to allow people to see what God has done in us and through us and bringing transformation in our lives so that people can come to know the God that we know.
Point number three, you ready for this? Purpose determines future expectation. Purpose determines future expectation. It's not your present situation and circumstances that determines your future. Mark it down. It's your purpose that determines your future. Some people think that their present situation and circumstances are going to determine the future. No, that's only temporal. But it's your purpose that determines your future. Regardless of the crisis that you face in life, never forget that God created you to serve a greater purpose. In Jeremiah 29, 11, many of you know this scripture well. It states, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil. To give you a future and a hope. That's God's promise to us. And that promise was given through Jeremiah during a time of great hardship in the nation of Israel. A time of, of, of great calamity in the nation of Israel. And God gave that promise to the people of God. What is your future expectation? Is it hopelessness or is it a life of victory? Because God's called us to a life of victory. So you can overcome in life because that is what God has purposed for you. He's purposed for you to be an overcomer. Not to be a victim, but to be a victor. God's purposed that for each and every one of you. Amen? Romans 8.37 declares, No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. God's declaring his purpose for us there. And then Romans 8.28, this is always a, a, one of those scriptures we can fall back on, especially when everything seems to be going wrong and we seem to be confused. We can't figure out why this is happening, why things are going this way. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that all things work together. We know that for those who love God, I can't leave that part out, okay? For we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. Notice, for those who are called according to his purpose. See, we're called according to his purpose. And when we understand that, regardless of what you're going through, God's going to work it all together for good. Amen? So just to recap here, because I, I believe that God's speaking to people here today. What is the Holy Spirit speaking to you through this message? I really want you to take this to heart and allow the Spirit of God to minister to you during this moment. Again, to recap these three points, number one, walking with purpose brings fulfillment in life. Point number two, believing activates God's purpose in our lives. And then point number three, purpose determines future expectation. Starting today, from this point on, you can live your life fulfilling the purpose of God. There's always a starting point. There's always a starting place. But you might say, what about my past, Pastor? I've messed up. I've failed. I've did some horrible things. What about you, past? Well, Philippians 3.13 addresses that. It says, no, dear brothers and sisters, I've not achieved it. And the Apostle Paul is talking about his journey with God. He hasn't achieved yet to fulfill everything that God had for his life. But what he did do was make this statement. But I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past 
and looking forward to what lies ahead. See, these kids are getting it this morning, aren't they? <laughs> they say, yeah, I want God's purpose. <laughs> I need to be changed right now. <laughs> I'm hungry right now. Help me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I love the sound of children. That doesn't bother me when I'm preaching. It might bother some of you. Some of you are saying, do something with that kid. <laughs> Hey, just, you know, pat them on the back, just, you know, snuggle with them or whatever you have to do. Or remove them from the auditorium, you know. <laughs> anyway, so, so forget what is past and look to what God has for you concerning his purpose for the future. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. I want to extend an invitation this morning and as we consider this we need to know that he made you with an intention for you to have a relationship with him why did he make you what's his purpose for your life what does he want you to do what does he want you to know these are all questions that we've been talking about in John 18 verse 37 when Jesus was standing before Pilate, Pilate said to him, while he is being examined and under trial, said, so you are a king. And Jesus answered, you say that I am a king. And then he makes this statement, for this purpose I was born, and for this purpose I've come into the world to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. So Jesus had a purpose to bring redemption, to bring salvation, to bring the truth to us. The truth that we are sinners in need of a savior. A truth that there is an eternal judgment of hell and destruction if we reject the provision that God gave us, namely Jesus Christ, our savior, our Messiah, our redeemer. In 1 John 3, 8, the scripture declares, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. See, Jesus' purpose is directly related to our lives as well. And so this morning, I want you to just do an inventory of your life right now in simply one particular area with this question. Have I made my peace with God? Have I made my peace with God? And that simply means that you believe that you're right with Him, that you stand before Him, right, that you've surrendered your heart and life to Him. And maybe you haven't this morning. And for those of you that haven't, or maybe for those that have drifted away and maybe got on the wrong course, there's an opportunity for you to make things right. There's an opportunity for you to Resurrender your life to Jesus Christ and open your heart to Him. To give Him your heart, to give Him your life. And whether that's the first time, or this would be the first time you would accept this invitation, or to do it again as an act of rededication. I want you just to bow your heads and close your eyes. At this time, nobody really looking around, moving around. And I, I want you to consider what God has for you. 
you're here today and you say, Pastor Matt, I know that my life is not right with God. If I were to die today, there's an uncertainty where I would go. I don't know if I'd go to heaven. And realize it's not based on your good works, your good looks, or anything. It's based merely on trusting God, simply trusting God as your Lord and Savior in the work that He did for you. He died on the cross for your sins. He rose from the dead to give you life. To give you life abundantly, not just in this time of existence on earth, but for all of eternity. To be with Him, to experience His glory and all that He has for us in this age and ages to come. I'm going to share this with still every head bowed, every eye closed. Realize that the greatness of a person's power is in the measure of their surrender to God and His purpose. His reign in your life is a reign of love that brings freedom, not a reign of terror that brings bondage. So if you're here, you say, Pastor, I know I need Jesus in my life. Simply lift your hand so I can see it. We're going to pray with you and for you. Thank you. Are there other hands? Can I see that hand? Thank you, Jesus. Maybe this is the time of rededication, a recommitment of your life to Him, to embrace His purpose and plan. I want you all to stand together with me, and we're going to pray a prayer. This is what we call a believer's prayer. And a believer's prayer simply is, is a declaration with your mouth, coupled with a belief from your heart, a declaration of Jesus' Lordship, and a belief that God raised him from the dead to give you life. So if you would, repeat after me, Heavenly Father, I open my heart to you today. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner, and I desperately need a Savior. Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Savior of the world. You were sent to die for me. You were raised from the dead to give me life. Forgive me, Jesus. I repent of my sins. I give you my heart and my life today. I declare you as my Lord. Jesus, be the Lord of my life. I receive you now. Make my life what you want it to be. In Jesus' name. Now, Father, I pray for those that raise their hands and every person in this auditorium, those tuned in online, Lord, that you would begin to reveal your purpose, that there would be a discovery of purpose so that we can embrace it and walk it out in this journey. In Jesus' name, we take authority, Father God, over the brokenness, the devastation that has resulted because of not living or walking with your purpose. Thank you, Father, for a second chance. Thank you, Father, for rebuilding and restoration, for healing, for deliverance, that you're moving even now by your Spirit to touch hearts and impact lives. In Jesus' name, we give you praise. Thank you, Jesus. I have one more scripture I want to share with you, then the worship team is going to... Uh, lead us in a worship song and there's going to be a prayer team up here afterwards for anyone wanting prayer and maybe you need clarity concerning your purpose and you just want prayer for that the altars will be open for that 
But I have a statement I want to read to you. That is, our priorities should line up with God's purpose. When you are submitted and surrendered as a vessel to God, to His will and His purpose for your life, then you are unstoppable because the power that flows through you is from God and not from you. A man of purpose will walk with purpose. A woman of purpose will walk with purpose. When the purpose of God is in effect, they are literally unstoppable from carrying it out. Psalms 138.8 states, The Lord will fulfill His purpose for me. I want you to say that. The Lord will fulfill His purpose for me. Amen? That's what Psalms 138.8 declares. And it goes on to say, Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. Put your hand on your head. This is the work of His hands. Yeah, yeah, you're touching the work of His hands. And He's not going to forsake it. He's going to fulfill His purpose for you. Let's worship Him. God bless you. Thank you for being so attentive to the Word this morning. Thank you so much for tuning into the Refuge Official Podcast today. We hope that this message spoke to you in a very meaningful way and that you were able to connect with the Lord. And hey, if you made a decision to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior today, we are first and foremost just so happy for you and we would love to get connected with you. So if you want to find some more of our content and find out how to get connected with us, feel free to check out our website at wearerefuge.net. Be blessed and have an amazing rest of your day.